0: good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to my next episode of my podcast and for those who are viewing this on youtube it is cold in the united kingdom where i am at the moment under house arrest it is really really cold and i am wearing a very warm jacket in the house i made an effort of just walking out uh, because i'm trying to lose weight and uh, you would not believe it i walked back into the house and I have been feeling cold ever since. I am also inundated. I am on Twitter and I am really inundated with, some people think I serve the British army. So they have been sending me messages congratulating me because Scotland uh, where they've had uh, successes in vaccinations and the British army is being congratulated and people have been writing to me so well done, well done for what you're doing in Scotland. I am not in the British army. I am a (coughs) a laughter republic citizen. I just wanted to say that I served the last Republic army rather than the British army. So I don't want people thinking I'm pretending to be a British army officer. Far from that. But um, thank you so much for all the downloads. Um, it's really important to mention and say thank you. I am grateful. Without your downloads, there is no encouragement to continue like this. And we are now down to 30 countries have downloaded If Comedians Rule the World with President Abonja. So it is fantastic. Today's episode, I'm going back to my roots, back to my <laughs> roots, back to my former country, Nigeria. That is where I am going back to. And look, I like I said to you guys, I have met so many people along the way when I started my presidency and my comedy journey. And there's one person in particular uh, who I hold very dearly. And I say hold very dearly because uh, what I do um, is very strange to, a number of people in my community. It's not um, the typical Nigerian comedy. And when you meet fellow Nigerians who support you, you've got to hold on to them like a a thread. You have to hold them on to them. I want to introduce you to Richard Olatunde Baker. Richard Olatunde Baker. Um, He is a percussionist, a producer, a teacher, Instrument supplier. You see, Nigerians, they have various, you know, they put their hands <laughs> in everything. Yeah, producer, teacher, <laughs> instrumental <laughs> teacher, and percussionist. They do everything. He is renowned for his sessions and performances with acclaimed African jazz and electronic artists around the globe. Uh, let me read some of his bio because it is very, very important that you get to know uh, Richard. Richard was born and raised in the UK of English-Nigerian heritage. That means he's Britico, he's a Niger-Butter. That means he holds two passports, the United <laughs> Kingdom passport, the blue one or the black one, and he also holds the Nigerian passport. I grew up listening to mostly African music and later developed a strong interest in various experimental Avant-Garde jams. My musical journey began at the age of 11 when he was self taught he self taught himself guitar. Although I naturally gravitated towards drums during my early twenties, and actually, when I met Richard many, many years ago, I was really curious to see. I didn't even know he had other things he was doing. But I just thought, how is he earning a living by just drumming? You know, and <laughs> uh, you know, and it's really important not to be prejudiced in any shape or form. But because I was raised in Nigeria and I I went to some really uh, place, some places in Nigeria where they make drums and, and they, they, they beat the drums. I always saw them as, as you know artists, but artists who will, you know, in one way, how, how do they make a living? So I, I just didn't understand how it worked for him. But he definitely, when you think about it, um, we are in the United Kingdom and there are lots of Africans in the United Kingdom. And with the fact that we have to make sure we go back to our roots, we have to be woke as they say, you know you can't be Oyibo, and want to I mean Oyibo, a white person for the rest of your life. Especially those who have hope out. You need to go back to your roots. So I can see how Richard is definitely uh, uh, making a living out of this, and uh, he's worked with many African pro pro I can't pronounce it properly percussionists in the 90s. My drumming foundations are firmly rooted in playing frequently at all night African community events, as well as in African theaters. Notably, I'm an accomplished studio engineer producer. having originally trained at London's old Matrix Studios Network. Look, the list is endless. I don't, he doesn't have to prove anything to me. even has testimonials. He's played with the likes of uh, Tony Allen, Mulatu, Astatiki, and Shenmue Kuti. Sting, Sting! The, the, the Sting, are you serious? The Sting, wow. It's the stu- uh, recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's He's not African, no? He's not African, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, but you have to name it. You have to name it. I love to perform, record, and travel and share my enthusiasm with others. Look, with no further ado, I am really pleased in this cold weather in Britain to have Richard Olatunde Baker here. Bawoni, how are you?
1: Ah uh, well, I'm good, thank you. You know, the way
0: he, you see I, I used a little bit of I greeted him with some Yoruba, the way he responded with Yoruba. That didn't sound your bat or that just sounded like (laughs) (laughs) something else. But look, thanks for your time. I know you're a busy man. We haven't Mm -hmm. spoken in ages. I met Richard. uh, He came to my show many, many years ago, many, many years ago. He surprised me and I was really pleased to have him there. And I have followed his journey on social media before the lockdown the first lockdown we used to talk a lot and then uh, you know you know how it's like people just shut down and have to do what they need to do so it's good to have you there Richard. So how's it been? How have you been coping uh, since since March, March uh, of last year?
1: March. Well we were lucky because there was nice weather so um, and I'm in sort of semi countryside here so I could pretend that it wasn't all happening to be honest it didn't really I was kind of all right for the summer you know even though the work went down and things I was in countryside, the weather was good. So for a while I was in denial Um, and it was fine. But now the the cold is setting in and um, it's tough, you know, there's no touring for us musicians. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very, very tough, but we have Zoom, (laughs) which helps a bit.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, the Zoom Zoom has, I don't know who created Zoom. I never knew about Zoom until the lockdown uh, started. And uh, mm. uh, I, I remember Skype, I hardly even use Skype, talk less of FB live, all of a sudden Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that those people who invested in Zoom, you know how much the shares of Zoom is now, they'll be making a killing. Mm-hmm. And and what's really yeah. interesting as far as I'm concerned is the fact that people are making a killing during this lockdown, it's just unbelievable. The yeah, yeah so, yeah,
1: so many people have, have been, Completely destroyed by it, and other people are like, "Keep keep this going a bit longer." I'm, yeah, things you know they're making a quiet little extra money there. So um yeah.
0: whoo- so said to you, I am the first, first uh, human being I think to go on a dating site, arrange a Zoom date with someone, and the person doesn't show
1: up. <laughs> <The person> doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Did you get their photograph, or or just blank no. screen? It was know. just uh, uh, iPad just an i <laughs> thats it just I did, I
0: did, I blank she failed to show up so that my that's my first zoom zoom stand up um oh, but on a serious note um you you have a lot of things going on for you you've got lots of projects and mm. I, I have to say normally with my guests, i would say i'm disappointed that they don't have my poster behind them <laughs> but you have what is almost, I'm sure it's very African. There's that big thing there, is that a drum?
1: Oh, that's a, yeah, that's um, that's actually a South African um, Ngoma drum. It's, do you want me to get it out or...? Is it, is it heavy? It's, um, it's not too heavy. It's just very big. Oh yeah, okay, wow. It's one of these drums It's kind of like ornamental, but I do like to play it sometimes. Okay, okay, okay. So how many drums do you have? <laughs> I don't know. Really, the, 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 I don't know. Pro, well, it would be hundreds, okay. definitely. Yeah, th- not thousands, hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay.
0: So you have you have uh, a hundred. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start with your drum. So you have a hundred drums.
1: Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Hundreds. <laughs> yeah. So that's like almost a thousand.
1: Not up to a thousand, no. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. And um, it's, so are they from different countries?
1: Yeah they do yeah so i mean obviously i specialize in nigerian drums but i mean yeah we've got this south africa one here i've got some namibian ngoma got some zambian cuz i like the big ones as well um some obviously some yoruba drums some Ghanaian mm-hmm. drums um all oh, kind of <laughs> yeah it's it's like a um i'm not a hoarder, but i i'm close to it
0: okay, okay. yeah cool. yeah so which one's like which one would so Which one is your favorite? Oh, you know,
1: of course, my favorite is the the talking drum. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what why I only I only ever wanted to drum was to play was I wanted to play these drums. That was the only thing, and then I found myself playing others, but that was it. I just wanted to play talking drum, nothing else. <laughs> mm-hmm. so tell
0: us, for those of us who don't know, because uh, this podcast has been listened all over the world and will be viewed by people on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. You, the talking drum, what is that all about? What would the, because mm-hmm. for me, yes, I was raised in Nigeria briefly and from our career. And I used to see, I used to go to Nigerian parties where my father's parties where I would just see people playing with it, I never really understood it, but I could—I I just love the sound of the of the drum. Yes. But I never really appreciated what it was like. So tell us a little bit mm. about, about us who need to be educated on. on the drum.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I used to also hear because my, my dad had all these records. I would hear the drum, but I didn't know what it looked like. You know, for for years, I just hear this as I love this sound. Mm. So um, and then because it's called the talking drum it became obvious that it's not just making nice sounds which of course it does but we're actually saying things and how do people understand because it's a tonal language Mm -hmm. because there's thousands of proverbs which are kind of laid there as you know so embedded in the culture Mm -hmm. there's also new proverbs there's praises you know which so so (laughs) <laughs> Don't laugh at my yoruba. Uh, so the drum, the drum says stuff, so it's not um, vaguely saying stuff, it specifically says stuff. But it says it in a musical way. So inside of the music, if it's playing with a band or, or even if it's just a procession, there's music. And then while there could even be a singer, but the drum will be saying something maybe the same as the singer or maybe different. So there's another narrative going on. So it's a, it's a na- narration. Mm-hmm. It's a narration mm-hmm. tool. So the drummer has to know a lot. Or people can to ask the drummer, can you play this? And you'll play that for them, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Is so, it uh, is it also that, because uh, I remember when I was growing up I was I listened to listen to it, it felt that like it had some kind of spiritual, the, uh, it, the there were messages, but it had uh, seemed to have some kind of spiritual connection as well. Is that what that is about? That the, the because of the way the it sounds, it's like it's drawing you in, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it does that. I think this drum, um, unlike say the bata drums, mm-hmm. the which are more spiritually rooted, perhaps, or, mm-hmm. or, or, or uh, one, even though it it is, you can play it in a ceremony. It's migrated across genres and across social settings mm-hmm. more than say other drums. So, so this one is, um, um, you could say something spiritual, but the drum itself is is. Uh, multi-purpose it's not necessarily just the spiritual drum that's why it's become popular because everybody can play it even those of us not born into drummer's family as you know you mentioned the drummers used to see Mm -hmm. if you bear the name in your in your family name that means you're from the drummer's family so only those people would play Mm -hmm. but now of course everybody's playing women weren't supposed to play it now we've got some amazing amazing female drummers so it's it's um it's opened out quite a lot, you know.
0: You're, are you joking that women were not allowed to play the drums? Why?
1: Um, rather than being banned from playing them, let's say like with the batter, where mm-hmm. it was just, just not done, it was not encouraged, it was not noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there could have well been some women drum back, back in the day, but they wouldn't have been uh, taken seriously. Whereas now, because there's the novelty of a woman playing it, but further than that, there's mm-hmm. good female drummers, you know. Wow. So, um, wow.
0: You also use the, the word bata drummer, what we're drumming. What's the difference between the talking drum and the bata drumming?
1: Yeah, the bata drum. I mean, I've got some here, but unfortunately they're wrapped up. Okay, don't worry. Don't they're, worry they're, um, they're sort of conical drums that sort are of big on one side and small on the other. And you play it sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have the sort of the fatter face with a deeper sound, and it has some sort of paste on it, sticky paste. And mm-hmm. then you beat the other side with a leather. It's called bilala, a leather strip. Mm-hmm. And those drums uh, are really for shongo, so those are spiritual drums. They're really for the, 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 the orisha, um, and uh, they speak as well though. Okay. Those drums do speak as well. Perhaps okay. harder to tell what it's saying, but, it, yeah. but yeah.
0: But do I? Am I might also right that in terms of the talking drum, it's more of those who they, they hire them more for part for if there are social engagements compared to the other drums, is that mm-hmm. correct? So, I, I, I remember yeah. I used to see maybe if maybe if someone was arriving at a party and they were very important, then they'll start. I don't even know That's what they're funny. calling that name, they'll just I just I just hear them, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: yeah, it's so yeah. So, these, these, like I said, um, social, you know, yeah, funerals, weddings. Okay. It's not that Bata couldn't be there, but because mm. they have that association um, m- more with the spiritual thing, whereas this is a more of a social okay. uh, become more of a social drum, I guess. Okay, um, okay,
0: yeah. And, and you, 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 you play other instruments. so You used to play the guitar, or you still play the guitar, do you?
1: A little bit, just okay. to get ideas for other things, but not really. I'm not a guitarist. Okay, but why, <laughs>
0: why drumming? Why, why? What inspired you to go into drumming?
1: Well, I think it was inevitable because I grew up in. If i give my age away, I grew up a long time ago. Okay. When, <laughs> when in UK, uh, African drums or that like, it wasn't cool. It wasn't. Um, uh, it wasn't sort of known about much, mm-hmm. and uh, but I grew up listening to all kind of music, not mm-hmm. just from Nigeria, from all kind of all parts of Africa. Mm-hmm. So that was just like there. Meantime, I was going to school in England with people who had no idea about this mm-hmm. <clears throat> sort of other part of my life, mm-hmm. um, and so when I moved out from moved in into London, I left uh, home and obviously moved mm-hmm. to London. That's when I started experimenting with stuff, mm-hmm. and um, it was just something I had in in me from from you know when I was a little boy, and I wanted to now play these things that I was. Mm-hmm. My time listening to. I never, mm-hmm. I never played them when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of playing catch up.
0: <laughs> okay. How did how did your parents respond? So you started like. I know you don't want to tell me your age, but you started playing. <laughs> <laughs> but you started playing at a very young age. Is that correct, or you were playing around?
1: I played a bit late. No, I started twenty. Okay, 20 so you started something. Yeah. So
0: how did they, and when did you decide that you were going to do this full time and not be a a lawyer or teacher or engineer or doctor? And, <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I already know I didn't want to be one of those, but mm. um, yeah. Well, after a couple of years of playing it, but I didn't know how. I remember telling even my first teacher and saying, "I want, I want to play these drums. I want to do this. I want to make mm. it music." And it's just like, but how am I gonna live? You know, how are you gonna get paid to do this? And if mm-hmm. you do, how you'll get paid once, and then when's the next job? You know, so I had no no pathway laid out for me. Mm-hmm to find it
0: (laughs) yeah just like any other thing that you want to do and your parents were they were they happy that you were doing this
1: at the age no but but they were also that they were always supportive so they um obviously didn't understand or like what i was doing but they didn't try to stop me okay uh, except for when I went to stu- when I was trying to now, when I went to uni, I wanted mm. to study music at least to sort of have some, and they didn't let me do that. Okay, so, so you're I,
0: telling me this was all, this is all self
1: thought. Uh, yeah, but then I found teachers, you know, I found people. Okay. That, like, I was, you know what, I was so lucky. I've some of the the records I used to listen to mm-hmm. um, back in the day. you have the big twelve inch, you know, you look at the sleeve and read. Mm. I got to play with those people, or I got taught by some of them, you know, some yeah. of the guys who played with Emmeriza Obey or mm-hmm. Sunny Ade mm-hmm. or I uh, am the First who plays with um, Salawa Abeni. Mm-hmm. So so that was lucky, mm-hmm. <laughs> or I don't know, I just found them, you know, so mm-hmm. in London everybody is there anyway. Yeah. And also yeah, so.
0: what, what I do remember, because obviously I, I left uh, Nigeria, arrived in the UK in the mid-80s and then um i lost really lost contact with that drumming side of it until when the south african band came to the uk and they were touring and i could hear them beat the drums they weren't talking drums but they were just really those i don't know what they call them but they it were were just so wonderful to hear and i just thought oh wow i used to listen to uh, you know i i I appreciated this side of me and then i lost it in a way Mm -hmm. is 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 south african drumming more um does that have more exposure than nigerian drumming for example
1: uh in the uk i would still no i'd say because the nigerian communities are a lot larger here okay. so there aren't south africans and yeah. um and i can't claim to know about south african drumming but yeah um no i'd say that the nigerian drumming is more is there's more of it here okay um because of the the, the 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 social scene, the Nigerian scene is you know there's and the churches, of course, okay. I think we shouldn't forget the the, the white garment churches are uh, mm. responsible mm. for the the keeping the talking drums alive amongst okay. other things. You know, when you
0: say white garment churches, so Sela,
1: that... what do you mean by white garment churches? Sele, you know, okay, okay, uh, okay, okay, from okay. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, amongst other things, but you know, you you look at it and you think yeah it's, it's it's a talking drum festival you know uh, so you, <laughs> you, so apart so, from uh, worshiping
0: okay so you you have your nigerian market but are you also uh do you have white audiences as well
1: oh i see for, for what i what yeah, what i for do you, yeah um yeah i mean because i've put myself out as a percussionist so i do play lots of other instruments so okay. but i i keep it you know, I do what I do. And I like it. So I have my kind of niche, I don't do pop music or anything like that, really. Okay, cool. So it's not that they wouldn't be white audience because the African music of different sorts is mm-hmm. is so much more globally known about and bought, you know, that the market is there. So mm-hmm. so yeah, and, and same with my instrument sales, because I sell instruments um, to all kind of percussionists. So you know, some top percussionists who do do some of these pop big uh, pop gigs and that. Mm-hmm. So, there, so, yeah, there, there is a white audience as well. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: So mm. you, do you, do you, where do you get the drums from? Do you make the drums or did you yeah. export them or is it export? Yeah, yeah Imports, yeah, yeah. sorry, import, import them. Do you import them yeah. into the UK? Yes. I,
1: I import a lot of stuff from Nigeria, Benin, Togo, Ghana. Got some stuff from Tanzania. Um, but I also do a lot of the, I don't do I don't do the woodwork, mm-hmm. but I'll make I'll do the skinning of the drum, you know, the stitching of the drum. I didn't do this particular one, but okay. I do the stitching of the drums um, and other instruments, you know, shaker and the bells. And so, so, yeah, I make stuff and all repair, because with these instruments, you have to keep them, you have to keep them uh, refreshed. So, you know, put a new skin every six months or it depends. OK, so I'm involved oh. with that. Mm. Wow. Um, I, I was just so happy to be doing it because originally I wasn't going to do it as a the, the instrument sales part, you know. Apart yeah. from before, before me. I wasn't going to do that as a business. So I had no interest, and people were saying you should do it. And I'm like, I just want to play them. And then I realised, <laughs> well, if I'm going <laughs> to spread, you know, the, there's a there's an issue with uh, or was an issue with respect for these instruments, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody likes the Latin. Um, percussion, the congas the, yeah. the and the bongos and the timbales, yeah. which are great, they are, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But there's a kind of inherent disrespect for, for a lot of African instruments. And people think they can treat them anyhow, or yeah. it should somehow be really cheap, should mm-hmm. be like, like um, fair trade prices. You know, well, can I give you a fiver for it, mate? It's just like, hang on a minute, this is a crafted instrument yeah. from, a, yeah. from a, a, a highly skilled craftsperson. So mm-hmm. so what I set up for myself was to actually kind of help Contribute to getting these instruments up in the in the scale of how people view mm-hmm. African instruments, and obviously that will filter to how people to hopefully respect Africans. Yeah, yeah. And and African cultures, you know.
0: Do, do you think you're missing a trick? Because what's really interesting about um, music in general, especially Afro beats, and I'm not talking about Fela I'm talking about the likes of Bonoboy and all these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is how that market has really um, grown. It's just a different ball game entirely. Davido, yeah. you know, you, you can name yeah. them all. They're, they're all over, um, and they mm-hmm. become interle- internationally internationally recognised and they're successful. And you you wrote off. Oh, I don't do the pop bit of it, but don't you think <laughs> that, don't you think this is me just thinking aloud? Don't you think that probably you're missing a trick in terms of oh. introducing drums into into pop?
1: Oh, when I say pop, I, I guess I was I was probably talking about the whites because, uh, funny enough, I got the call for, for that. You know, the Burner Boy, the Wembley gig. I yeah. got the call. I mean, they called all the Talking Drummers actually. I, okay. I, I didn't get it in the end. But mm-hmm. so Burner Boy put Talking Drummers on to his stage. Oh, if you see if you're at that show, if you see clips of it. He brought Talking Drummers on because he excellent. he's one of the people who's who not the only one, but you know, he he wanted to show. Yeah, we're doing this, but this is where we're from this is exactly, exactly. so so no I, I rate the guy you know okay uh, so when i say i don't do do pop i would have done that one <laughs> I, don't know if you're okay. I, I, I can still i can still play for you, <laughs> <laughs> you know? but yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm, but yeah i think
1: i was probably talking about you know the sort of um i don't know i don't want to slag anybody off or name any names but Mainstream pop is just not very much. Well. Look, 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 look,
0: and this is not about slagging, but I, I fully understand that you have, you have values and integrity, you have, there are things that guide mm. you, and you've got mm. standards just as similar as I, I wouldn't just do any comedy, you know, I have to do comedy that's intelligent, you know, that has a mm. message, mm. Yeah. so yeah, I can understand yeah. where you're coming from and you don't want to lower your standards, so we're just asking, mm. um, asking a question in terms of um, um things that might happen. Um, in in the future, in terms of your your, your drumming, so mm. that's that's really um, interesting in terms of the the drums. I I suddenly remember going to Camden Market a while back, just before before the pandemic, and I took a walk because that's where I get my army uniforms. And um, I saw some <laughs> drum I saw some drums. I saw people selling drums, and I I didn't realize that the drums were so cheap the way they but I I actually got offended. This is what this is what pisses me. This is what I get offended when I see people who don't know anything about Africa selling African art. Okay, that, that yeah, really, really. I know that feeling.
1: That really pisses having me off. Having said that, having said that, I set up a stall as well because I have got my online shop. But every once in a while, I've done a stall, and even though I see what you're saying, there's some people who look at me. And see or you book, and they'll just come up to me. What do you know? Can you play it? And then I'll pick it up and I'll play something from you know Musilu or whatever, some sort of apala thing. And they're like, oh, so yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't do that if I didn't know a, a bit about it. I don't claim yeah. to know it all, but um, that's why I'm doing. That's why I'm doing it because I don't want it to be this thing. Oh, he's got this little thing from Africa. Yeah, you know? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Because that well, that's a that's 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 going to affect a, a lot of other things. Not saying all Africans have to be drummers or something. Mm, mm-hmm. It's just that if you if you sp- spit on your own heritage, it will come back. Yeah, Someone yeah, else will yeah. pick it up yeah. and take yeah. it and carry it away. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> you
0: know. so you you so you're basically saying to me that when people come to buy your stuff and uh, they just assume that you're Oyibo. and when we work for my viewers and listeners what that means is that he's a mixed race, uh, so is it your, who's, who's white between your parents, is it your mother or your father?
1: Actually here's the funny thing, I was talking about my dad in the, the record scene, he had all this music, he's Oyubo. my okay. mother is Yoruba. Mm. Wow wow so it's the, it's the opposite of what you expect so it's good like it's too much for people to understand so i i, but, you, but know, you, need, I, I well, you
0: need to you need to explain that because that, that's that's i i need to, I need to dwell more on, on, on. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> a lifetime of explaining myself i i, I can't so okay. uh, but no, uh, not, no, actually, I, will, I will today
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so what what made him um enjoy that kind of music was it because of your mom
1: or no 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 he was um yeah before he met he was just one of these people who was in fascinated with um many other cultures other than english but um yeah he, he had a, he was fixated on on all kind of african music in fact he probably knew more about east africa than than uh west africa but okay but he's this honestly we had egyptian we had as i said south African, a mm. lot of zulu stuff mm-hmm. uh tanzania Nigerian stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just fascinated. There was, uh, when Stern's Records, who are still going now, but Stern's Records used to be a shop in, uh, uh, what's that tube station next to August one after, is it Dean Street, or I can't remember, there's a tube station. Um, yeah. where Stern's Records used to be this little shop next yeah. to, you know, and so he was one of the people who'd go there and just buy, 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 like, in, you know, in the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, in the late 50s. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was just there in in our house so you know there's no way we wouldn't be affected by it (laughs) wow Wow.
0: so you you also mentioned you have how many talking drummers do you have in the uk
1: talking drummers in the uk is a plenty oh wow there's talking drummers here like and they're sprouting up you know from they're starting from from six seven years old as they should be and um you know, one example would be this guy, Moses, um, who's, who was, he's a YouTube sensation. So like a seven year old, this little boy, mm-hmm. didn't he? He's like, in his <laughs> you know, early twenties now. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic drummer. Mm-hmm. So there's so much talent grown here even in the yeah. UK. You know?
0: So how do you, how do you know, because there are talking drummers and they're talking drummers. How do you know that someone is an excellent talking drummer?
1: <laughs> well, um the accuracy of their playing in terms of their intonation okay. um if they know what to say if they're mm-hmm. saying anything at yeah. all or whether they're just making noise <laughs> 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 you know i remember the first time i tried a solo and so yeah very 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 good very good but you know you know if you're not saying anything mm-hmm. they're just making noise Mm. So, you know, and then I took it upon myself to make sure I was learning because it's like, yeah, this drum isn't supposed to be a decoration. In mm. fact, all drums are talking drums. All mm-hmm. drums are talking drums. So a drummer mm. should have something to say, mm-hmm. you know, other than just bang, 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 bang. <laughs> so I will, I will put this to you and before we
0: end the um, podcast interview, but something you need to consider because um, I, I don't know whether you have ever played a drum for a president before. Um. Yes or no? You?
1: I play. played play for you once, but no, I haven't. No, no, no. You haven't yeah. And um, I
0: I have a national anthem uh, for Laughter Republic. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how either you play that. I don't know whether you can play that because that means I have to sing it. Or <laughs> if I was on stage, I'm assuming, assuming that you, I was a real president and it was my inauguration. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Biden, and I invited you on the day of my inauguration to welcome me to the stage before I give my inauguration address, how would you, mm-hmm. what would you play?
1: It would be that Obato, um, I mean there's a couple of ways to do it, so there's a you will yeah, so hear what, that one a lot yeah what the, what does that mean tell us what of the old so yeah so we basically were saying that it's, it's only the king that we fear and, and we respect you know wow um, yeah there's there's a, quite a few like that or well, there's the uh okay um mm-hmm. <laughs> So all, all kind of sort of grovelly stuff like that. Grovelly okay, stuff, <laughs> and then so, you have to spray. You have mm-hmm. to spray me. Yeah, I have to spray you. I, and I don't
0: believe in spraying. So spraying <laughs> is is um, in, in, in Nigerian parties. You 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 your money by spraying uh, the 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 musician. The musician might call your name or oh, President of of Laughter Republic. And the more he calls your name, the more you get the money out because he wants money from you, and you put it on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> i have to then I have to ask you i have to ask you that obviously you play when you play you play to perhaps people who have never heard a talking drummer play or they've never been exposed to that type mm. of drumming do you get a response do you do you do you get a sense of how they're responding that they're enjoying it or they're just thinking what the hell is
1: yeah. So, no, you're, you're very right. Because some people will love the sound of the drum, the mm-hmm. aesthetics, of, and it would be amazing. And sometimes you might have to do something. Mm-hmm. To, to, to let them know that the, the drum is like, actually <laughs> that, That's funny.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really funny. <laughs> Is that, <laughs> that what, what was that one now? Uh London Bridge. No, it's London Bridge. <laughs> yes,
1: In fact, I believe Sheila Peters had done that a long time ago As
0: <laughs> I, 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 You know, I uh it's a shame what's happened uh, to the to the comedy industry at the moment. I I say the comedy industry, live comedy entertainment is on a ventilator, but um what <laughs> I <laughs> what I used to do, as you know, I used to perform shows in Edinburgh and um it, it was predominantly a white uh, uh, event because you' mm. really had that many black um, performers there and I had this idea and maybe that's something we can talk about as a project for the future where you know I have a comedy show and I want to show my the African side of me and I have drummers and people dancing you know uh, just like a uh, typical African dictator, not a westernized one you know and I just yeah, yeah. I, I I've been thinking about you Uh, before the lockdown, how can we make that real? But that's something we can talk about outside, uh, outside but and I think that would work because, um, I had certainly had people who the people who enjoy my comedy are people who have been to Africa or know about Africa or are curious about Africa and yeah, they yeah, they, they, they they tend to embrace it. But that's that's good. So, what are your plans for the future? What are your what 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 apart from the lockdown you use you, mm. obviously I, you're not affected by the you, you're affected by the lockdown in terms of live performances but it hasn't really affected your work. are you busy very busy
1: um i'm starting to get busy again now so okay because it's almost like everybody's now starting to have to adjust there's more more people are now adjusting so like yourself i'm um, doing zoom performances <laughs> uh, and some projects that, you know, and school, school stuff with schools, you know, mm-hmm. I'm actually, I've been into a couple schools a few months ago. I don't know at the moment, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, so more of the same, really, or more, you know, just get, getting back to, to, um, uh, but I'm always on the lookout for interesting projects though. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for the future, you know, not just the same, but I'm looking to expand just more, more interesting stuff. I've done a little bit of acting as well now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know you might see me ah where (laughs) we'll see EastEnders Uh, not quite EastEnders (laughs) (laughs) more of the arty kind of stuff you know okay
0: oh cool well done congratulations (laughs) you you mentioned um schools and I'm trying to get it in my head um why would a school hire I know it's all part of education but can you just explain why Mm -hmm. a school will hire you Is it because it's part of their curriculum to have an African culture or have you seen an emergence, you know, have you seen an increase in your workload because of Black Lives Matters and. and, and, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, sort of like traditionally this thing. um, you know they'll call you in october for black history month well i work all year round so i, yeah. I actually try and get booked as possible I it's not that mm-hmm. i don't want to do black history month but it's just like please that's just not really mm-hmm. that's that you know uh so what schools ha- quite often do international projects they might mm-hmm. have um you know it could run into all kind of themes there's one school i do that every year they do a kiriku day i don't even know about the story of Kir- kiriku is it's a senegalese it's like a okay. Wolof, okay. and it's been wonderfully um cartoonized and mm-hmm. so and it's very popular so mm-hmm. sometimes i'm doing something to fit a school's theme yeah. um or it is just general education you know it's just uh, sort of they they, they want to find out to do a, a, a fun activity not just talking drums but other drums oh, they want to do a yeah. fun activity that's going to help with teamwork and discipline, because drumming Mm. does all these things that, you know, Mm. Mm. um, and that, you know, I'll go back once or maybe twice a year and I'll be sort of part of um, their sort of learning process. And obviously it goes into the music curriculum Mm. as well, because I teach Mm. them music is not just bang, bang, bang. You know, there's Mm. a lot more to it. Mm. Uh, So it actually fits quite a lot. of fits into a lot of um, categories. Oh,
0: excellent. Yeah. Wow. And these are schools, in London
1: or they're all over the UK all over the UK yeah I used to just look at London now I, I go everywhere yeah wow. and all kinds of schools as well a lot of um, what do they call them SEN special needs schools okay. uh, referral centres as well mm-hmm. um, because it, it just fits into so many categories yeah. for, for what the needs of young people are and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, all kind of schools and staff as well. Sometimes I'm doing a staff meeting and uh, it, it's, it fits to their, whatever it is that, you know, their theme of teamwork or whatever. Wow. So mm-hmm. you could
0: be, one. maybe one day you could be invited to a cabinet meeting, maybe a Cobra meeting. Uh,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. That is really, really interesting, which is what I thought it would be. There's a, there's a chat, there's a theatre company called the Roku Theatre.
1: Iroko. I've worked with Iroko for about fifteen years. Yeah, I know Iroko very, very well. Oh Oh, wow! Wow. They've been part of my development because um, we've done all kind of. In fact, the most recent project I did with them was uh, speaking without voice. Okay. And included a lot of work on the talking drum, working with communities, uh, doing Mm. recordings. Yes, so Iroko have been really important part of my my personal work. Is that you know wow. they're, they're, they're on this very similar path. Mm. Yeah. And what what have
0: been the challenges for you?
1: The challenges? well, like you said at the very beginning, how do you make a living from doing something that some people think is a, is a hobby? You know, mm-hmm. keeping keeping yourself busy um, and not you know and being able to plan mm-hmm. ahead um that that, that's those are the sort of main challenges probably those are challenges of a lot of musicians anyway yeah but um with with what i'm doing as well when you when you do get in then some people are like yeah but what do we need the talking jam for you know so Mm -hmm. you've you've got to sort of find a way to you know because i'm on a mission to make these instruments be everywhere not just like a special time when they say now it's time for Africa. Mm, I want this thing there all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's the challenge, that's my ongoing challenge. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's working out, mm-hmm. it's working out, we're getting there. <laughs> good, 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 yeah.
0: good. And um, um, what, the lockdown eases, what then happens to you? You know.
1: When exactly. the lockdown eases, well, hopefully I'll be rolling my suitcase into another hotel room, back on tour. But yeah, well,
0: I see. I see some of your videos where you <laughs> just arrived at the hotel and you, you you have your you have your suitcase.
1: <laughs> I found myself doing it so much. I just made it into a series, you know. And I had yeah. one like multi-screen. I think that was about yeah, 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 yeah. fifteen yeah. suitcases going. <laughs> because yeah, I I love it. I was touring a lot. So yeah.
0: Tell me about your live performances. <laughs> what do you miss about it?
1: Oh man, it's it's the audience, isn't it? It's the, it's that feeling of because I'm very lucky. I play in front of thousands of people. You know, I don't mind. I do small gigs as well, but sometimes yeah. you suddenly find, I'm at WOMAD or whatever, and it's like mm. twenty thousand people. And and um, rather than being nervous, mm. a little bit of nerves. That's that's. Um, synergy or whatever you want to call it with an audience as as you know engagement with an audience you know that that is that's what we live for performance Mm. get that feedback to see people doing whatever it is whether they're dancing or Mm. clapping or just close their eyes and going like that whatever you know that you're touching them and and Mm. also your performance is affected by seeing them because yeah i'll do this anyway Mm. but it's nice to know that this thing that i'm enjoying Oh, right. Wow, you're enjoying it too. Wow. That, that 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 makes me want to work harder. So so that two-way thing, so important. And when you don't have that, it's um it's it's hard.
0: <laughs> how do you know how do you know that they're enjoying it? Is they, do they how do they react to you? Do they dance or do they sing? Or...
1: Yeah, actually it depends on which country and after a while I've worked out certain countries <laughs> that don't respond, but then when you speak to the masters, oh, that was changed my life for Like. <laughs> But you were just getting there. Um, I don't know why I should name countries because that we could get into stereotypes, but there's yeah, but, yeah. certain countries in the Northern Hemisphere where yeah, the yeah. people don't apparently seem to be responding and yeah. they absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And then the obvious places where, you know, people show their emotions, so you yeah. know what's going on with that. Yeah, and you also yeah, know yeah. if they don't like it, they're going to throw something at you. But, <laughs> uh, you know, free expression. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> That I, I hear you because I've been to places where I have performed, and I at times don't get the reaction that I expect. I get I expect loud laughs. I don't get it, and then <laughs> I would say that there are some middle class areas I've been to where they're so rich that you know they don't they don't fart, they don't want to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they just see you like a work of art that they want to admire, like Picasso. That's right. Yes, and, so they've come uh, to look uh, at you. They come to look yeah. at you, and then as you're about to leave. <laughs> Oh my God, you changed my life. That was fantastic. And you're thinking, what?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's yeah. that's, um, that's really interesting. So next question in terms of, because uh, what happens in the comedy industry, especially if you're not on tour yet, uh, mm. is that you go through the comedy promoters to book you um, for events. Do you have something right. similar in the talking drum industry or how do you get gigs?
1: Yeah, how do you get gigs? It's by knowing people, yeah. You know, when I think of my best gigs, that got me, and then as soon as you get one, the main thing is, as soon as you get one, that one thing, just don't, don't f it up, mm. and you'll get another, and then, and then you're in. Oh, oh. But how do you get it? You just get it by putting yourself out there, by just going. Mm. You know, so if you're a singer, you go to open mic nights. If mm. you're, you just, just, just go out, be seen. Mm. Mm. You know, and get good. Practice, yeah. practice your instrument. Get mm. good, and don't be too difficult to work with <laughs> turn up on time yeah 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 don't have an attitude yeah, don't have a silly attitude but also you yeah. shouldn't let people push you around and say oh sorry i've, I've only got five pounds sorry yeah, no yeah, no yeah, you've yeah. got to get paid yeah yeah although actually you know when i first started i'd be happy to just I'd do it for nothing yeah you know? i know i know yeah you, you have to no. you have to start
0: from somewhere let's talk about yeah. your name uh, and what's really interesting when i look at your website i so i know you're richard But you're also Olatunde Baker, and the way Mm. the Olatunde is not necessarily spelled, but there are some I don't know what they are, but they look like
1: the the, 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 yeah the tonal marks. Yeah, the tonal marks. What what
0: what what are those?
1: That's for the okay. That's the because it's a tonal language. So the letter O Mm -hmm. is O, but if it's Mm. got a dot underneath, it's O. Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay, so and then the, the the tone that goes uh, this is interesting because i'm uh, also a Yoruba student as much as i do all this i still okay. have lessons you know yeah. uh, so i'm like teaching somebody uh, so the uh the, the accents that go up point um from from the bottom left to right going up uh-huh. that's a high tone if uh-huh. it has no accents above a letter that means it's a mid tone uh-huh. and if the accent starts from the left at the top and goes down then it's a low tone so wow. so you see the name off, ola tunde. so it's not ola tunde yeah it's ola tunde you know so 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 that's okay. that guides you in in um pronouncing it
0: <laughs> okay and what and what does that mean how is that different from Babatunde?
1: Babatunde, yeah baba is his father returns ola tunde ola is is um, wealth in a quite a sort of wide sense wealth you know it could be money it could be wisdom it could be so many things so mm-hmm. ola Hola, and then Tunde is the return of, comes back. Uh, that's actually my, uh, it's, it's in my family name, you know, grandfather's name, okay. my uncle's name as well. Okay. And uh, it means wealth has returned. Okay. Okay. It's almost like it, it's it's sort of like it's a little bit like a kind of reincarnation thing, you know, when mm. you say mother has returned or someone has returned. It's like, oh mm. that, that child. You're naming them after their ancestor, mm. Mm. and they're going to take upon some characteristics. Of that person, you know. Okay. So yeah, it's a lot of in the meanings of the names. Meanings of the names. Um, mm. So
0: on on the basis that you you if I heard you correctly, you started playing the drums when you came here here. Is that correct? Yeah. So, no, you, I was
1: born here. It, it, Britico, remember Britico English. Okay. Ringboard. Okay.
0: So do you? Do you <laughs> okay. I thought I thought. Well, I don't know why I thought. <laughs> I knew you were born here, but I thought maybe you went back like I did. You, so you never been back to Nigeria? Not to
1: live. No, I've been to. Obviously, I've been to Nigeria and I learned some stuff drumming there as well. But most of the time is here. Yeah. Oh, no, so,
0: so the question now is: So you're, you're what you call a diasporian talking drummer?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, so if you went back and you played the drum to those, you know, Yoruba talking drummers who, you know, with all their history. How do you think they will respond? Will they... Well, I have. I have. Oh, Excellent. And they,
1: and, and... They, they they love it because they you know they obviously they're shocked. Uh, okay. Uh, but then they also know that I'm not doing it for a novelty. They know that I'm serious about it, and yeah. I'm not bad at it. I'm oh, not bad good. at it. So oh, so cool. they they kind of like it. Oh, you know, wow. They wow. they will they will laugh. In in out of surprise, you know. So, Um,
0: because the reason I'm the reason I'm asking this question is especially for um, people who were born here who've never gone back home. They're mm -hmm. always seen as almost like foreigners, you know, even though you're 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 (laughs) Nigerian. They they you Mm -hmm. you know, it's how they. It's how they you 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 can feel it at times that they not that they don't accept you they just ask, yeah I know you boy you know you're an, you're an English man yeah and of you, course. Say, yeah and
1: yeah, even, yeah I can tell uh, from the way you walk even <laughs> even you with with your your complation. from the way you walk as soon as you get off the plane they they know you just, there's no point <laughs> pretending <laughs>
0: <man>. <laughs> no they call me they call me Butta, you know even even when I was in yeah, Nigeria when, <laughs> when I went back it was I, I was called Butta before I left. Look, it's been it has been fantastic. It is obvious that we've we've enjoyed uh have enjoyed talking to you because uh, we've yeah. gone past an hour you know an hour just goes that quickly um this is your opportunity to uh let my viewers and listeners know where to find you and for you to sell your 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 business or your product or whatever it is where your social media handles where can they find you um do you do online um events as well where people can come and watch yes
1: yeah um or you know online lessons yeah so it's www dot yes mm-hmm. dot mm-hmm. <laughs> com. Richard yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's where from my website you can see you know okay. all my social media as well yeah. social
0: medias as well yeah, yeah look this has been this has been great um i haven't um um Spoken to my cabinet ministers yet, but I will say this: I will let them know Monday morning that I have appointed you officially as my official talking drummer for Lapa Republic. (laughs) 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 So um, I want you to, if you don't mind, play us out and uh, yeah, just play something
1: powerful. Yeah, I'll say goodbye. I'll say I want to. Okay, okay.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> I've almost felt like getting up and dancing, but I'm still yeah, feeling a should bit cold. I should, I should have. We should, do we should do a video. We should do a comedy video sketch uh when the time Definitely. is right. But look, um Richard, thank you so much uh, for joining me. I know you've been busy, so I really appreciate. And this has been an education for me. And my listeners and viewers from all over the world, you have been listening to Richard Olatunde Baker, a Nigerian uk artist uh instrumental school teacher the whole works uh and it's been an education for me i feel like i've gone back to my roots you know back 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 to (laughs) Yoruba land learning a few things that i haven't (laughs) forgotten but just to remember that i am a yoruba man um so thank you so much and uh see you soon thank you very much
1: thank you thank you you. you. bye-bye